I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For sure. 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 For sure, 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 for sure. Welcome to another episode of For Sure, a 200 foot podcast. I am Peter, and I am the triumphant return of Jay. Hi, Pete. Hi, Jay. You sound a lot, uh, a lot more masculine than you did at the beginning of last episode. Yeah, yeah, I was. I had a little bit of a. I, I had a frog ca- caught in my throat. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was Flippy from. Uh, from Star Fox, right? Was that yeah. was that was that oh, the frog? I, I forget. I have no it's idea. It's probably wrong. I'm looking forward to another good old fashioned roasting by our listeners because we haven't had one since I screwed up where uh, Zuccarello was from. Oh yeah, right. That's been my only screw up. I have never screwed up since. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the only time. The only time ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get started, just a, a massive shout out to Sarah for helping the last couple episodes. Um, it was fantastic having her on as a guest host and she did, she did a great job. Um, so if you haven't listened to those episodes, definitely go back and listen. They're really good. Um, but for today or for this week, um, now we are, we are recording a little bit early, so typically we record on, you know, typically on the weekend, usually on a Saturday, sometimes on a Friday, sometimes on a Sunday. Um, and then the episode comes out on Monday. Um, we like having like a set, you know, a set release time. It just makes everything easier and it keeps us from having to rush to, you know, get an episode out. Um, so this week, uh, because of Jay's busy schedule on the weekends, we were recording on Thursday. So recording a few days in advance. Um, so there is definitely a chance that news could happen in between the time we record this and the time that uh, this goes live. So I'm sure uh, I'm sure that that will happen because that's how this works. Um, but uh, fortunately, we actually do have a couple things to talk about. Um, otherwise, this would just be like a 10 minute episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> although, um, to be honest, like that would be so much better for editing. So I, I, I would be kind of OK with that. Um, well, we could aim for 10 minutes. We could try. <laughs> yeah, we can aim for 10 minutes. And that means it'll be 45 to 50 minutes based on how we normally do. <laughs> and then we should aim for two minutes, which I'm pretty sure we've blown <laughs> right past yeah but, yeah just to just to piggyback real quick on what you're sure. saying yes what thank you very much to sarah for uh holding the fort in my stead uh this is obviously a a different and strange time for all of us and um i apologize for my absence uh i'm, I'm ashamed i've cried about it many times uh but uh now uh we can hopefully get back to some amount of normalcy within the uh range of what that's allowed to be because you know i'm just saying there's there's only so much normalcy we can get back to so if me returning the pod is a sign of things to come i i'm I'm more than happy to figure (laughs) get this get this stuff done and uh yeah you know i mean i I was i I just i miss it i miss it i'm sorry i'm (laughs) sorry i'm sorry i was gone for so long but but i'm back yes there's a little bit of a, a schedule change this week but Sooner and sooner, uh, stuff's going to get back, and yeah. uh, may this be the first thing. So, Pete, w- why are we talking about hockey today? <laughs> um, well, we are talking about hockey because it is our scheduled time to talk about hockey. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of joking a little bit. Um, I know, uh, before we get into this, I know, uh, you know, Jay, since uh, Jay edits the Wim Radio episodes, even though he wasn't on this one, uh, there was one a few episodes ago where somebody asked in the comments or, you know, the reader mailbag, how are you guys doing, <laughs> you know, just in general? Um, and then that reader, uh, and I, 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 wish I, I wish I remember um, which 
uh, I wish I remember which, uh, you know, which which listener it was, so I could give them the credit. Um, but they said that they were they were thankful that we didn't just give like a BS answer, like everything's fine, everything's great, um, because you know we'd be we'd be lying to everybody if we just said like, oh, everything's fine, everything's wonderful. Um, and yeah, it's 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 pretty uh, pretty bad out there <laughs> in a lot of different ways, um, and. Um, actually like earlier today, I was kind of thinking, I was like, do I even really care about hockey today? Uh, with, with so much other stuff going on. And to be honest, the answer is kind of no, but at the same time, like I do, I do enjoy talking to Jay. I do enjoy making this podcast. Um, and I think Jay had a a good idea where he, you know, a good way of talking about it where he said, basically like this can be, I don't know what you'd call it, like a ray of normalcy, um, in uh you know in a cloud you know a cloud filled sky of dreariness um of change and uncertainty uh i haven't had think too much peter, time to think, think of about peter it, so. and i as as uh helen hunt and bill paxton in the movie twister we've tied mm-hmm. ourselves to the uh to the irrigation pipe in that in that uh, shed and mm-hmm. we're in the eye of the storm right now it's calm it's calmer mm-hmm. than it was before and it will not as be calm after but in this moment we can appreciate the eye of the storm and uh, and realize that uh, maybe we should have tied ourselves tighter to this pipe because we're not sure if the twister is going to pull us away. So yeah, there you go. That's my other twister reference because there's only one other twister reference I've used on this show, and I've used it millions of times. Yes, mostly with our stats based yeah. uh, guests. So so um, uh, hopefully yeah. I scratch that off your bingo card. Yeah. So you're saying in the eye of the hurricane, there's quiet for just a moment. Yeah. Peaceful sky. Uh, uh, a yellow sky. A yellow sky. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, there we go. We're getting all yeah. of our we're getting all of our references out of the way. Really. Yeah, I forget if it's right before or after burn, but I know it's right around that time. But um, yep. for for people who don't know what I'm talking about, if 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 you if you do, you'll actually find this interesting. If you don't, you might find this interesting anyway. Um, this is not hockey related, but it's awesome related. Uh, that uh, I think July 3rd it is. They are going to uh, play the Hamilton movie, uh, which is the the musical Hamilton uh, recorded with the original cast. Uh, uh, they recorded it before every before people started leaving uh, the show, uh, as always happens. Um, and it's uh, you know obviously it's you know the, the show itself is great. Um, I have I have seen a bootleg version that I made. Um, I, I I might have even talked about this on the show where you know how like if you upload a video to YouTube, um, even if it is like copyright violating. It will live on YouTube for a short period of time before it gets taken down. And in that short period of time, somebody can download that video from YouTube. And if they do that enough times, say for every single song, they have a bootleg copy of Hamilton uh, with the original (laughs) cast. So I have seen it with the original cast for free. And I will say um, it is something. It is, is, I mean, if you've only heard like the, the audio version, like, I mean, that's fantastic. But the visuals add so much more to it, the staging and everything um so i would say even if you're not the type of person that gets super excited for it you know record it give it a shot you know try it out um i mean you know i i think it's fantastic um yeah we are now on seven and a half minutes and i don't think we talked about hockey yet uh how long can we go only for only for only for a little bit i mean i know (laughs) we, we we introduced ourselves as a hockey show right yeah i think we did pretty sure we did um, yeah, I'm excited about that too. It's the day before my uh, before my wife and I's anniversary. So, thank you, Lynn Manuel. Yeah, so, uh, that, that checks another thing. I don't really have to buy my wife as an anniversary <laughs> gift. I can just say, "Hey, turn on the old Apple TV. We got ourselves a gift." So yeah, so, so there's that. Yeah, so the NHL released a 21 page uh, document uh, that was talking about the return to play protocol and. I thought that one thing that was really interesting is if you go on uh, RussianMachineNeverBreaks.com, which is a site dedicated to the uh, Washington Capitals, right? Obviously, Alexander Ovechkin, etc. Um, they have a an article by Peter Hassett, and we're going to talk about it a little bit. But I want to make sure that um, you know you definitely should read the whole article. You should definitely go there. Um, number one, just to give them the the reads, you know, the page views, because it is a very good article, and I always like to you know see articles like that rewarded um so basically he goes uh step by step and he talks about how there's lots of problems with this this protocol okay um and 
I think just to, to, to keep from having to go through every single thing, the, there, there's a couple main problems. And one of them is that there is, okay, but you know, let, let's start here. I think he says, and I think this is true, there's only one mention, one line or one sentence of what to do if an athlete tests positive, right? And so because of that, this whole thing is obviously very Pollyanna-ish, is very, um, if everything breaks just the right way, here's how it's going to work. And just as somebody who, you know, as a teacher, one of the things I always do when I come up with a lesson plan is I ask myself, Okay, if I was a student, how would I break the rules? How would I get away with something here? Like, how would I, how would I cheat? How would I um, get around the intention of this assignment in a way uh, that is technically legal? Um, you, you know, you know, it, it kind of basically try to break my own assignment. And it kind of seems like the NHL, at least publicly, has not really done that here. They haven't put a plan in place, at least publicly. Like, what happens if? a player test positive. And then it's not even just that. Like what happens if, you know, two players test positive, three players test positive. Like, like what's the, what's the limit? What happens if, um, there are two teams playing a series with each other and one team has five players test positive and now they're in quarantine. You know, let's say, um, you know, Pittsburgh, just hypothetically, right? Pittsburgh is playing, you know, whatever round and simultaneously, Sidney Crosby, Gvenning Malkin, Chris Letang, and uh, is it, is, is, who, who's their goalie now? It's not Murray anymore. Um, Yari? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, Jari. Um, you know, those four players are out with COVID-19. You know, let's say hopefully, I mean, obviously, knock on wood, we, you know, we, even as fans of other teams, it's, it's beyond the pale to you know, to want some, like a player to have a, a really negative outcome. Uh, you know, if they're sick for a long time, they have to be hospitalized or anything like that. You know, let's just say they have like the, the lightest possible version. Um, they don't have to be hospitalized or anything, but they're going to miss the rest of that series. And now Pittsburgh loses, you know. Um, and, and granted, you could say, well, that it's the same, you know, like, you know, teams could have players get injured, but at the same time, like this is a little different, at least to me, I think it's different. Um, so Jay, before I go spend too much time filibustering on this issue, <laughs> let me jump to you. Cause I know you've had time to take a look at the, the you know, the, the, the general ideas here, et cetera. Um, what do you think about this protocol before we start to get into some of the details? I think it's getting, I think it's doing, they're doing a lot of work to assume that they can get everybody in healthy and then their assumption is that they would be creating a bubble that nobody on the inside, you know, like, hey, the only way you can get in is if there's no way you can get it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't this is where you look at what people have been trying to do if they're thinking about, like, trying to visit other people. Like, do they quarantine themselves for two weeks just to make sure? And then they go straight to that destination without interacting with anybody just to ensure that their, you know, their incubation period isn't. Uh, going to reach its peak when they're around other people so you're right there is i'm i'm with you i think it's uh my my sports hot take has been i don't i, I don't think it should be coming back <laughs> i don't think any of this should be happening um there, i think there's far too many variables that haven't been locked down yet um just for normal life and and to see everybody you know i've seen a lot of important people talk about oh there's too much money at stake and i'm like gosh you know i'm 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 struggling to find where it's etched in stone into the laws of the universe that we have to do this (laughs) yeah you know like this is i think if i uh if i remember correctly uh, my wife had texted me and be like hey what do you think of the return to the play and i'm like um well it's kind of like me wanting to go up north with my family yeah selfishly i'd like to happen but i don't want anybody to die so you know the almighty dollar wins again so yeah, I I, I am co- completely with you that I don't think the protocol is nearly uh, prepared enough for it. It's the most it's the most wishful thinking, and I think you said it perfectly. It was like it, it's like hoping for the it's it's planning for the best with disregard for the worst. That's what this is. So yeah, I, 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 I think I, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I'm you know. Yes, there's other parts of this plan and other things that Pete and I are going to talk about, but like, please note, and I think that Pete and I are on the first page, which is 
this is this is already a, a house on sand. Yeah. <laughs> there's 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 not a lot of stability in this foundation. So, you know, I would my my hope is that you know yes something could be done to either convince them to hold off a little bit longer in an effort to try and come up with better safety protocols or something. But I think the fact that this is just you know again it's not happening anytime soon from what we've seen, right? Like the, the, the format's been laid out, but there hasn't been a hard date set back. But so obviously because of the nature of this whole thing, because it changes pretty much daily, you know, we don't know what next week's going to look like. And we're being absolutely serious about that. We like next week, they come out and say, Hey, we totally screwed up. The model's completely wrong. Uh, We're going to come up with something else, you know, and you see that across more sports than just hockey. Basketball is trying to figure their stuff out. Baseball is trying to figure out their stuff. So, you know, yeah, I'm. It's not good. Hmm. <laughs> Chris Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec. It's just, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, like you said, um, we definitely, um, you, you know, obviously, you know, we want to be careful making predictions because. Uh, it just seems, especially lately with anything, like making a prediction is kind of a fool's errand. Um, yes, it is. So uh, <laughs> um, I'll have to remember that next year when bold prediction time run, uh, comes around. But uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. So we completely let ourselves off the hook so we don't look like fools two months into the season. <laughs> I know, exactly, right? <laughs> you know, so if you look around the country, you know, a lot of these states are starting to relax their guidelines. They're starting to, I, I guess, for, you know, you could call it open back up, but... Um, the reason I'm hesitant to say that is because um, it, it kind of implies that it's everybody's doing the same thing, which is not true, right? Different states have different Correct. requirements. Different mm-hmm. states have different things. Um, and so, you know, one thing that's really kind of uh, – I don't know if the word interesting makes sense, but I'm going to use it – about this whole thing is when we're um, – you, you know, it's all predicated on the fact that from now on, everything is going to keep getting better, when basically the the week that this was released, you know, states all over the country, um, I mean, I, I haven't really been looking at Canada, you know, but states all over the country have started to post like worse infection rates and worse death counts. You know, like it's it's not getting better in some places, even though, you know, uh, states are starting to relax their guidelines, like the numbers are not getting better. So, I mean, I, mean, I think like, like the, the ultimate failure of this is that it's it's predicated on a plan that well this is just gonna you know like you know the timeline is gonna keep getting better um now all all that being said i would love to be wrong i would love for everything to go back to normal like that would be fantastic right i don't want to to have to stay away from people i don't want to have to wear a face mask i don't want any of that um but at the same time, like it just it just seems preposterous that this is going to work. Um, you know, for w- one example uh, from the article is in the in the way of testing. Right. So it starts off. It says as an overriding principle, testing of asymptomatic players and club personnel must be done in the context of excess testing capacity. So as not to de- uh, so as to not deprive healthcare workers, vulnerable populations and symptomatic individuals from necessary diagnostic tests. Right. That is that is word for word from the report. That's wonderful, but where are these places that have excess testing? You know, not every state has this. I mean, there's there's still reports of, um, you know, we have we have a mutual friend, uh, Acharya, down in Florida, and you know, she had a nightmare trying to get tested. Uh, She got tested, and it took two weeks to come back and then there was something wrong with the test and then she had to get another test and all this stuff. Like there, there's a lot of States in the country uh, that don't have adequate testing yet. Um, You know, some States are ramping up quickly. Some States are getting to the point where, um, you know, they're starting to feel like they have adequate testing, but it's not nationwide. Like it's, you know, I, I I don't know what they, like what they're counting on here. Like how, how are they going to get these tests? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, yep. I don't get I don't get that part. Um, it just doesn't seem to make any sense. Um, and you know, like I think I read uh, that you know the amount of the number of tests is going to be like thirty thousand or something like that. Like that's how many tests are going to do over the course of this. You know, this uh, uh, I'm calling it the playoffs, even though they're trying to say that it's not. Of course. Um, yeah. I mean, there are other 
other parts that are hard. Um, but, you know, one of the things in here is that there's a lot of, like, wiggle room with the way that this is worded, where it's, like, uh, to the extent possible, you know? Um, you know, to the extent possible. Um, and, you know, I, I just think that doesn't work. You know, it's it's not going to work. <laughs> you, you, you just said it. You said it all right there. Um, um, I, I have nothing to add. <laughs> That's, that's that's exactly right. That's you are awarded all the points. Yeah, <laughs> we are awesome. all now smarter for having listened to you. <laughs> yeah, that is fantastic. I've never had the reverse of that. I've I've, I've had the other one quoted to me many times. Um, all right, so we're we're gonna do, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk about the lottery. Uh, we're gonna talk about some other stuff too. All right, so we'll be back soon. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we're back. So in addition to the return to play protocol, um, which uh, we forgot to mention it, we're pretty sure you probably heard of it by now, that's uh, not 16, but 24 uh, NHL teams are going to be in what I am referring to as the playoffs because they have said that the regular season is now over. And since these are games that count, they cannot be exhibition games. So therefore, they are the playoffs. Right, unless we want to invent a new word, uh, and if they do, great, go for it. Um, but I am calling them the playoffs, and so basically, they are. You know, you know, there used to be obviously sixteen teams. Now there are uh, twenty-four teams here, and so basically, there are going to be sixteen teams playing each other. Uh, you know, you know, uh, obviously eight matchups of two teams each uh, in the play-in round. Right, they're not calling it the first round, so the play-in yep. round, and the winner of those series are going is going to go on to play. You know, they're going to go on into the real playoffs. Okay, and so basically, these eight, um, you know, there's going to be eight teams that are that are still in the hunt right now that have a chance to win the Stanley Cup, and those eight teams are also, or well, the eight teams that lose in the play-in round are also going to get a chance at first, second, or third overall because they are going to be entering the lottery. Um, so we we were planning on talking about this anyway, but just kind of for framing, let's look at uh, a, a listener question. So this is from MC Fubar, who gave us a lot of information uh, for the Steve Eiserman uh uh, section that we did on WIM Radio uh, the last couple episodes. So I'm, I'm going to read this whole thing, and then we'll, t- we'll kind of talk about it. Because, um, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about the lottery anyway. Um, but here we go. So it's titled, Appeasing Teams and the Potential Draft Constellation. <laughs> Bowing to pressure from teams in the play-in round. Why should teams like Toronto, Edmonton, Pittsburgh, Carolina, etc. even get a whiff of potentially getting rewarded in the draft if they F up and lose to a completely inferior team in the play-in round? These teams were expected to compete for the Stanley Cup, and their record in the shortened season shows how good they are. Except for Pittsburgh. Uh, the other three already have multiple young superstars as their core. I just don't get why the league would allow the possibility of each of them getting a generational talent like Lafreniere or potential superstars of Byfield, Stutzel, and Drysdale over teams desperately needing an influx of talent. Call me jaded, but it's also about time Pittsburgh gets screwed. The last couple times they were starting a downturn and they lucked into getting general generational talents, Lemieux and Crosby over other teams. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> um now I have made my feelings clear in a wing in it and Motown comment, which is obviously the best way to get your opinion out there. Um and I will just kind of reiterate here that basically I do not think it is fair that 
teams can get a chance at the Stanley Cup, which uh, a better chance, like, like, you know, these some of these teams, like, you know, let's say it goes in order. Let's say the eight teams who were ahead in the standings when the season ended, let's say they all win hypothetically. Okay. Even yeah. if so, so the other eight teams, they get, they still get a chance to, to, to get into the playoffs. Um, whereas before they had zero chance. If you just cut it off there and just went 16 teams, right? So they are getting a bonus. They are getting a, they are getting a, a positive uh, result in their favor. Now, granted, the chances that they are going to win the Stanley Cup are still kind of small, but we've seen, t- uh, you know, L.A. won it from the eighth seed. Uh, I don't see how that's that, that much different than a team winning it from what would be the 10th seed or the 11th seed. Um, I really don't think, especially in this new version where teams are coming back from not having played hockey for two to three, you know, what, three months? Um, I mean, I think this is a total crapshoot. And so you could have a team, you know, get really good, you know, you know, get a chance at playing for the Stanley Cup. And in addition, if they lose, they also get a chance to get a top three pick. And I just think that that is fundamentally unfair. I don't agree with that. And I really thought long and hard about this because anytime there's something like this where I, I know that my decision like if I could change it, I know it would affect the team I root for. I always really try to take myself out of it and try to say like, if this were if if this were another year, and let's say the Red Wings were the two seed, you know, would I still feel the same way? And I really do. Um, you know, I've I've said the last few years, even before the Red Wings were the worst team in the league, that I don't. I I think the the current lottery system is unfair. Um, I I would have no problem. Like, I'm not saying it should be a guarantee that the worst team gets the top pick. I just think that the odds, you know, like, you know, the the most realistic or most statistically likely outcome is that the last place team picks fourth. And I, I I don't like that. I don't think that's the way it should be. I think that the odds should be adjusted. And that's just general. That's not talking about this year. That's just in general. Um and I would feel the same way if it was Buffalo in last place or if it was Calgary or whoever. I don't care. Um, I, I just think that that's the way that it should be. I don't think it should be a guarantee because I, I do think that would encourage teams to just tank. Um, but I don't think the odds should be as bad as they are. Um, Jay, what are your thoughts on this? Very similar to, very similar <laughs> to yours, Pete. <laughs> Almost word for word. I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how much to, to either reiterate or regurgitate. But you know, I, I still think that... The, even seeing this format makes me fall in love with the uh, – there is actual name for it. Was it the gold the gold plan or something where, you know, where if at a certain point of the season, once you are officially eliminated, whatever your points percentage at the – like from the moment you're eliminated to the end of the season, that dictates your spot in the lottery. Um, I, I think I like that idea even more because what you could do is you could have teams that are – you know, not only fighting for the playoffs, but then also fighting for the number one pick. And I feel like those would make those late end, those late season games, you know, a little bit more interesting, right? Because a team that's on the bubble, hey, you know, before they're just like, oh, we're, you know, hey, if it's, uh, gosh, what, who, who could it be? Like, let's say it was like the Islanders are trying to get into the playoffs. They're really close. Buffalo's been eliminated for some time now, but they're trying to get the best points percentage. So that way you could have actually a competitive game still rather than the Islanders thinking, well, Buffalo's been out of it for a month. There's a gimme game, right? You know, so I, I would I would love to see more of the uh, discussion about that. But yet you're you're absolutely right. In in the grand scheme of things, the lottery's already screwed up in the first place, and this makes it even more screwy. Um, but let's not let's not kid ourselves like we don't know the reason why are they doing this, Peter? <laughs> we know because eight more teams means eight more streams of revenue that they can <laughs> make out of all this stuff. Because at the end of the day, the only reason they're doing this is the money. It's not an honorable thing to try and play for the Stanley Cup in the midst of a pandemic. Remember, they still canceled the 1918 <laughs> Stanley Cup because of the Spanish flu. It's been done, and we still play games, so... Yeah, it's uh, it's a crapshoot, and I would be much more comfortable with a just just scrap it. Just say, hey, the season ended. People got their awards. You know, we're not going to hand it out because of the COVID thing, and and I think that just makes things infinitely simpler. So, yeah, yeah, 
they're <laughs> that's that's I think that's as simple and succinct that usually I can say it without you know going on for another half hour just like screaming at the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's just you know because because here's the thing and this is you know this is just almost uh, I don't even know if it's optics I don't think that's really the right term for it. Um, but like like you know I've seen some people that are saying that like well um, you know the chances that a team like Pittsburgh or Edmonton or Toronto or whatever, the chances that these teams could win the lottery, you know, if they're eliminated in the first round or in the play-in round, the chances of that are very small. But very small is more than zero. Yes. And, and like, honestly, like, that's the last thing that this league needs is Edmonton getting another first-round pick. Oh, yes. When When they would have made the playoffs. Or Toronto. I mean... Any of those teams, yeah. you know, it's like, it's the last thing that this league needs. Um, it's not just going to be Detroit fans that are going to be like up in arms. It's going to be like half the league, yeah. you know, and well, Pete, this here's, is, here's, yeah. here's my question real quick. Cause uh, yeah. for, forgive me for if I'm, if I misunderstood. So, so it's basically, there's the seven teams that are out of it already either have their probabilities locked in or whatever, but then it's another eight teams that get eliminated from the playing round. And then they're, uh, odds are factored in. Well, so basically, here's what they're going to do. They are going to keep the odds the same uh, as they were before. So for the first, the, the bottom seven teams, right? The teams that we're that we know who they are right now, they are going to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right? Um, then instead of having eight, nine, ten, all the way through fifteen, they are going to have like A, B, C, D, whatever, right? And then so like let's say. Like, like basically, they are not going to be assigned to a team for right now. They are placeholders, right? Okay. Um, so let's say Team C, right, which represents, what, 7, 8, 9, 10, right, the 10th place team. Um, let's say they win the lottery, right? They win the first overall pick, okay? And let's say the other two teams that win are Detroit and whoever, right? Ottawa, right? So Detroit picks second, Ottawa picks third. Um, and then unknown team C picks first. Once the eight teams are eliminated, right, they will have a second lottery where each team will have an equal chance of getting that pick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you could hear this live because that is my that is my reaction. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. You know, and I, I'm being serious, folks. That is my genuine reaction because I was confused about it before, but the way Peter just just set it up, oh, oh man, that's. Uh, I wish we could have the just an audio version of that of that gif of of Michael Jordan like like cry laughing on stage <laughs> from his Hall of Fame induction. Oh man! All right, well, yeah, yeah. This whole thing is a is a mess in its current format, and again, we still don't know if this is even going to be what's gonna happen right because they could yeah. they it could change i mean grant i'm sure they'd probably be a little bit more married to keeping the idea about the lotteries the same but um yeah i don't i don't understand why we can't just stop everything and just go to tell what what it could be but oh all right well i mean what else is what, what else do we do <laughs> what else do we try to figure out what else do we try to hypothetically do here this is this is bizarre i don't i don't know i as i as i stated previously we all know the reason why this is happening this is to get you know hey it's we need as much money as we can and to and because we're rushing so much to get everybody back and putting a bunch of risk on everybody we're giving you the chance to maybe have a generational type talent (laughs) you know granted i i think lafreniere pretty good i don't know if he's the generational mcdavid type but he's still pretty good and then you know there's there's byfield and whatnot so gosh it's just it's just it's just too much <laughs> he is too much i yeah yeah and well, and again because like you said there's because it's so nebulous mm-hmm. what tanking is now right because like there's teams like no we're not tanking you know, I watched the Eisman thing. It's like, oh, we have to improve the team. We have to improve the team. It's like, okay, yes, that is a very, that is a very valid point. We have to improve the team. 
but the team can also be improved by depending upon which coach you have and whatnot. So, you know, there's, there's never going to be obviously a league mandated rule. That's like, Hey, tank and you get the pick. That's never going to happen. But obviously people are going to just like Ken Holland with contracts. They're going to find the loopholes. They're going to find the front loaded contracts. They're going to find all that stuff to try and give them the edge. So it's, it's, it's tough. So we're already dealing Mm. with a nebulous problem in the first place. And to have it be sort of defined or sort of decided in one way, which creates its own set of problems, it's, um, you know what this is, Peter? This is a great Mm -hmm. opportunity to tell the planet this. Uh, I recently begun in earnest a a watch of Rick and Morty. Uh, Mm. This has has become the draft lottery of me-seeks. This is because (laughs) one me-seek couldn't get it done. 600,000 other me-seeks are there trying to achieve the same task. And nobody's getting it done. And and in this case, Bettman is the frustrated Jerry in the freezer refusing to work on his golf game so that all the other Meeseeks can disappear. Because remember, existence is pain to a Meeseeks. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So those, that's that's my thoughts on, on that. I certainly hope the Wings still get it. it. You know, like, they're still, they could still get it. And then I'm sure for yeah. one for one fan base, this all this uh, stress will be rewarded. But... But if not, you know, it's it's weird. I, I think just Chicago is probably the most egregious example of being included in all of this. Right. Because it's like they were they were bad. Right. You know, like yeah. but like they were just good enough to like maybe to, to make it into this whole cockamamie scheme. So it's just it's just it's just a gut punch. And and yeah. I part of me wants it to go really bad. So that way the, mm. the crowd response can either sway or not sway uh, general Bettman's opinion on stuff. But I really hope that I could just, because I feel like the most sane way that this folds out peacefully, but still with the amount of frustration is if Detroit gets the number one pick because mm-hmm. it's the clear, it's the clear situation. Yes. I'm speaking a little bit from a place of bias, mostly from a place of bias, almost exclusively <laughs> from a place of bias. Exactly. But you know, under the circumstances, the league was just like, okay, yeah, Detroit stinks. Yeah, like it just. It. I feel like for everybody's sanity, like everybody could just be their minimum already expected amount of angry with what happens if that's the outcome that happens. But if anything else changes, I think it just opens up a completely different set of frustrations across the board. And then they couldn't possibly not play games. <laughs> they could. There could be like <laughs> another bigger wave, and then none of this happens. So you have a lottery order that's decided that can't be changed or amended because of you you're rushing so uh in the words of clark grizzle where's the tylenol <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just realized that my uh my computer is not plugged in i thought it was uh i have fixed that problem uh, i think i have fixed it um yeah it's now plugged in uh, uh, but yeah, I was like, oh yeah, there you go. I was like, wait a second, how could my battery be running low? How could it be? <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so before we go to our second and last break, um, we wanted to take a quick look at the the playoff structure. We kind yes, of alluded to it. Um, so there are, yeah, so in each of the, okay, so basically here's how it's going to work. Um, and actually, it's funny because I say, here's how it's going to work, because there are still some still some parts of this that are yes. actually up in the air. Um they have not decided if they are going to do a straight up hard bracket or if they are like, you know, like March Madness style or if they are going to do a reseed after. I don't know if it's every round or like, you know, any type of reseeding. Um, so as of right now, the uh, the seeds in the east and the west would be number one, Boston, number two, Tampa, number three, Washington, number four, Philly. Right. So those those teams are guaranteed to play uh, in the west. Right now, it's St. Louis is number one, Colorado number two, Vegas is number three, and Dallas is number four. Now, here's the interesting thing. And now, this might have changed since I last read this, because as you can imagine, this information has become, you know, been coming from all over the place, and we're getting little bits and pieces here and there and clarifications and stuff. And one of the interesting things is... I know I read that they said they're thinking about doing like a round robin for those four teams. So because otherwise they're not playing, you know, there's like two weeks go by and they don't play at all. Um, And I think I read that there is a a potential for those um, those games to potentially (laughs) reseed those top four. So so exactly right. So that's crazy, too. Um, 
So we, we don't know that. Uh, maybe by the time you hear this, maybe that'll be ironed out. I'm guessing probably not. Um, but yeah, so here, just um, for the sake of time, let's go through each one of these uh, matches, and then we can decide uh, if we want to do it like uh, which one do we think is going to be the most chance of being upset, uh, which one you know are we most interested in watching, like however we want to do it. So let's start in the East first. So out in the East, we have... Um, Number five, Pittsburgh versus number 12, Montreal. We have number six, Carolina versus number 11, New York Rangers. Number seven, New York Islanders versus number 10, Florida Panthers. And then number 10, Toronto versus Columbus. All right, Jay, which one, which one is, is drawing your attention? on? on well, on I think East? it's obvious because of the rigmarole that came out in the press about whether or not the Penguins actually voted yay or nay on this format. And then because the... Was it they didn't they actually like actually cite Carey Price as a reason why they didn't want to do this? <laughs> so uh, I think that one's the funniest uh, that 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 has caught my eye because I, I think it's I think it's a very legitimate concern to be like, listen, you know, yeah, we're good, we played we played good to want to do this, but you know, if we run into Carey Price, you know, that's not fair. <laughs> so yeah, I think going back to the guy who was the comment, yes, it's about time that. It, Pittsburgh team got screwed. So yes, I, I I would love to watch that one. I'd love to watch. You know, I, do we even know what the length of these are supposed to be? Is supposed to be like a best of three, or a best of five, or something? Um, I think it's at least best of. I think it's best of five for the okay. playing rounds. All right. So I'm pretty I sure it's that, best I see of five. That going immediately five games because uh, <laughs> our mother chaos rules all, and uh, the. Uh, the, the wonderful part about that is it just it, it's it's perfect on both ends because it's Montreal they're already a, a second twisted fan base and then Pittsburgh is just entitled so that's that's my that's my pick what's what's yours uh well um my dog Eddie was trying to get in <laughs> on the conversation here uh, <laughs> um so for our listeners at home uh we were recording this during what we call the Nuji <laughs> hour uh which is because we feed we feed the pets typically at four o'clock uh, and pretty much any time after three, Eddie decides that he needs to tell us it's time to eat, um, no matter what time it is, etc. Um, and so you might hear him a little bit. Uh, there's nothing I can really do to kind of fix that, but it's fine. <laughs> um, it ju- it's just him saying hi. Um, I do think... Uh, Honestly, every single like I, I know this is cheating, but like every every matchup here jumps out at me for different yeah. reasons, right? The Pittsburgh Montreal one for the reason you said, the Carolina New York one, uh, because I think New York has won all the games against Carolina this year, but at the same time, that I don't think that really matters. Um, I still would pick Carolina there. Um, New York versus Florida is a rematch of the last time that New York advanced the second round, yep. I believe. I think that's correct. Um, uh, or at, at the very least, just in case if I'm wrong, at least the first time they made it to the second round in a very, very long time. Yeah. Like that was a, that um, sounds right. yeah. uh, and, and especially cause you have like the, the visual of John Tavares scoring the overtime goal. And we all know how his tenure in New York ended. Um, and then number eight, you have, you have number eight Toronto versus number nine Columbus. I mean, that is pro- on paper going to be the best matchup. Um, Columbus, I think is going to be healthier than they were earlier in the year. Cause they had a lot of injury problems. And so that's, going to be a really tough matchup for Toronto um and I I cannot claim credit for this but somebody pointed out that the way this is set up what could happen is that Toronto could could beat Columbus still not win a playoff series because this is technically not the playoffs according to Bill Daly and then lose to Boston in the next round (laughs) which is honestly the only reason I am a fan of this format just because I want to see that happen Gosh, wouldn't it be fun to have this conversation without the looming possibility of just massive more infections? <laughs> wouldn't it be great if this whole conversation was was able to be had because this was actually just the NHL has completely lost its mind and has decided to, to shake up the format just like to make things interesting, not because a uh, global pandemic has forced them to uh, rearrange because they still want exactly. Money, so. Oh my god! Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So the out in the west, we have. Edmonton versus Chicago. That is a 5-12 matchup. We have Nashville versus Arizona. We have Vancouver versus Minnesota. And we have Calgary versus Winnipeg. Um, 
I got to do a re- Oh, actually, yeah, because yeah, it says, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I apologize. It says, it says right under this on USA Today, the top four teams in each conference will play three round-robin games, one against each of the top seeds of the conference, or the other top seeds. This is to determine the top playoff seedings. Okay. So I guess that, I guess that is the thing. Like, I, I had thought that that was still not uh, official. Right. So j- just in case, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, but but, but uh, that's what this article here says. So I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, no worries. I, I, I would have to go with the five twelve matchup again because I think, gosh, I, I remember watching old videotapes of uh, Oilers-Blackhawks games, um, hmm. and uh, it's uh, I, I loved those old, you know, Denny Savard, Gretzky, Messier, just, that, that's, I, I miss that type of rivalry, and I think that'd be a fun look again. I mean, under the circumstances, this would be, if everybody's healthy, I would enjoy very much the uh, Athanasiu McDavid chaos line, uh, just completely destroying Taves and Kane. Because that would mm. just from a Wings fans' perspective, just like for those who can't, right? Because we couldn't beat the, the Blackhawks, we need you to do it for us. So I think that would be a, a good series. But um, you know, I think I think the Flames, the, uh, the the Flames and Jets, that could be pretty cool. You know, a lot of mm. a lot of battle in Canada. You know, you know, like the, the, the battle, you know, just anything that's just specifically in Canada. I, I always enjoy those games a, a little bit more just because, you know, they yeah. care about it more up there. You know, they're more into it. So that that makes it more fun for me as a fan. So, so what about you? For sure. The rest? Um, I think. In the this is really weird for me to say, because in the Edmonton series, I'm going to be rooting very hard for Edmonton to win uh, because if somehow Edmonton gets first overall again, I'm just going to lose my mind. Like it may, it may make me quit hockey. Like I just, I don't know if I'll be able to take it. Um, At the same time, I am very interested in the Nashville, Arizona series um, because I have been picking Arizona to take a big step forward for the last couple years. Um, Interestingly enough, they come in as the 11th seed, right? Which normally doesn't exist, uh, but it does now. So awesome. So I guess we'll have to see what happens. This is the perfect merchandising opportunity uh, for, yes. uh, you know, like once like, and it would be a great find for like art artifact and future archeologists. Wow. Like the number 11 one. Wow. And then you go through yeah. and it's like, wait a minute. There's, ne- what are you talking about? Jay? There's, there was never an 11 seed. Whoa. So I think this would be great. I think we need to, come up with like it's a grudge match between six and eleven <laughs> so it's like wait a minute that's hmm. i don't like it's a matchup between 12 and 16 like wait what <laughs> so i think there's something there i think i think we might have to add a new tier of for sure uh, merchandise to to supplement oh everybody's gosh. income so i was just thinking like we'll have like jim carrey where he's like 11 plus 12 is 23. I did a whole movie about the number 23. Maybe you saw it. It wasn't very good. Sidebar, I actually thought it was pretty good. So uh, I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just assuming. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to take one more break. And then we come back. We got some more stuff for you. Yahoo! Don't go away. Oh boy, it's been a long time since this happened. I'm t- I'm bringing the show back out of break, Pete. This is amazing. I, <laughs> gosh, I haven't felt like that in a while. It's, it's so nice to be back. Um, so for this last part of our show, we kind of wanted to just you know shoot shoot the breeze, shoot shoot the targets about uh, what we've been kind of doing in the meantime. Uh, my my schedule precluded me from being able to join uh, the show last uh, collapse, and uh, you know a combination of work and you know, other, other projects uh, because of the randomness that the random amount of time that this uh, whole situation has afforded and bestowed upon me. Um, just, uh, it's nice to continue to earn money to pay rent, which <laughs> is not something everybody can do. And I'm really mad about that. So uh, yeah, there's just been a lot of, uh, you know, trying to, 
you know, keep myself entertained, trying to, you know, uh, fuel my creative energies into in other outlets to stay sane and, like I said, still earn money. Mm. And, um, you know, we've uh, I've started to lean back a little bit more into the NHL scene of stuff. I uh, I did appreciate, by NHL, I mean the uh, uh, video game, uh, the, <laughs> the league itself. Gosh, I've been touch and go with them for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. So there's... The current, I think it's still the current, um, it's like the playoff the playoff theme for uh, Hockey Ultimate Team right now. I actually think it's pretty cool. Um, the challenges seem far more approachable in order to get these, uh, you know, Stanley Cup playoff collectibles, and then it gets you like a, like a 99 overall player, depending on how many you get. And, you know, like some, like some of the stuff, like, I get really frustrated with because it's like, I built my, this is what's funny because some of these, some of these challenges almost require you to build a completely different team because I build my team to be kind of a fast finesse kind of like skilled team. But then you're like cruising through these challenges and all of a sudden it's like, Hey, have nine hits. Yeah. Yeah. You think that's easy? It's not because none of my guys have a serious enough hit rating. (laughs) And the, guess what? The periods are only one minute long. So, you know, there's, there's some, there's some frustrating shenanigans going on there, but um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of frustrating, but then when you look at your roster and you're like, "Wow, I built a pretty good team here. I actually feel pretty good about this." You know, if your if your first line is Steve Eiserman, Connor McDavid, and Leon Dreisaitl, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be too upset. Mm. <laughs> I'll just I'm just move on to the next challenge. Yeah, and uh, score a bunch of goals with that. So, <laughs> um, how, how about you, P? What's what's been what's been your uh, activity du jour? Because it's all been the same day. I know exactly. No t- time's a flat circle. <laughs> I've um I've been going uh I've been going back to some things. I went back to Skyrim. Uh, I for I don't know maybe the fourth or fifth time through. Um, I I actually bought NHL twenty for the PlayStation. I've had it for the Xbox since day one. Um, but I got it for PlayStation so that I could play with uh friends who have PlayStations and not Xbox. Um. And yeah, like the, the, the hockey ultimate team is kind of interesting. Um, I do, I, I, I do always just irritated with the, um, I don't know, just kind of like, like the, the BS stuff where it's like, um, you know, the puck hits your goalie. There's a guy, there's, you know, your defense is right there to clear it and the puck, like he misses it. And there's a guy there who taps it. It's like, what the hell? You know, like that stuff is just infuriating. It, It always will be. Um, but uh, uh, you know, I mean, overall, I like the game. Uh, I do like. Uh, I, we've been talking before. I've been uh, starting to play a game called Control for PlayStation, which is really interesting. Um, it's it's definitely one of my favorite games of recent memory uh, so far, um, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna continue liking it as it goes on because of talking to people who have played it that really liked it. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Um, I've been trying new cooking things. Uh, so, so, uh, my wife and I have been making uh fry bread, which is really fun. Um, it's very easy. Um, uh, we, we kind of figured out as we went along, uh, the first time we figured out, um, some different things, you know, uh, like, like we were, we were cooking a little bit too hot. So we turned down the temperature on the oil, um, and it made it a lot better. Uh, but it's a really simple recipe. It's very, you know, just a very few ingredients and it's, it's really easy. Um, and then we also, um, Basically, the last couple of days, I've decided I want to make flan, uh, and I made one attempt at it yesterday, and I had overcooked it, and I know why. Uh, so then today, I made another attempt at it, and I will be trying it uh, trying it again tonight. Um, just looking at it when it was done before it went in the refrigerator, it looks a lot better than last night. Um, so I'm hoping that it turns out good. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I love to cook. Uh, we've been making our own fried chicken uh, and stuff like that, so... You know, the usual stuff. You know, trying to trying to keep entertaining with video games and uh, and uh, cooking and baking and stuff to uh, you know avoid the news around us. Yeah, that seems to be the the modus operandi. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, as as we're as we're talking about what we've been doing, my my brain randomly came upon a, a, a nice random question we could ask each other. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people talking about what they miss, right? About what, mm. what do they miss most? And then, especially with the circles that you and I travel in, what do they miss most about sports? What do they miss about, about, about a certain sport? Um, I wanted to go, and in the words of Leonardo DiCaprio, deeper. 
<laughs> I want to know what's the most mundane, odd, and in no way important aspect about watching hockey that you miss. Oh, I thought this was going to be just in general. Um, okay. If you need a sec, I, I have mine queued up, so I can I can go with. Because well, I had first. I had an interesting thought. Yeah. I had an interesting thought the other day first that ties into this is that um, I I am the type of person where like when I'm in public, I smile a lot. Like it's just like my default thing. So like I'm a teacher. If I'm walking down the hallway and I see somebody, yeah. like I smile at them. Like That is just my, my natural default like mechanism. That's what I do. And one thing I thought about the other day is that when I'm wearing a mask every time I go out in public, it changes yes. everything. You know what I mean? It changes the way that I interact with people. And I think that that's really interesting. Um, but if we're talking about like, like the way, okay. So here, I'm, can you phrase sure. it again? Cause yeah, I know, well, I, you um, know like, like when people talk yeah. about what they miss about sports, like somebody's like, Oh man, I miss the sound of the sound of the crack yeah. of the bat. Or I miss, I miss like, uh, yeah. you know, I miss home runs. Like I wanted to go deeper. Like what's what, mm. like the stuff that nobody really talks about, but is still part of the sport watching or sport going experience. So just for an example, I miss the elevator rides at Little Caesars and at Comerica Park because there's always an elevator attendant who pushes the buttons because that's the way the elches roll. And it's just just the random <laughs> breeze shooting you do with these with these elevators, right? They all have names. They all have lives. Hmm. You, you talk with people. And, and, and hmm. I miss those, too. You know, yes, I miss goal scoring. And, yes, I miss being able to you know, like figure out what the goal song means or why the goal horn at Joe Lewis Arena, at the LCA sounds exactly nothing like the goal horn that it was at, at JLA. But, you know, I, I just, I want to get people's, I, I want to see if there, if people have that same type of missing thing that they maybe haven't thought about yet. Cause I want to talk to somebody and have them say, you know what I really miss? Just the smell of like bad popcorn on the floor. Right. Just like, just like the random things that you associate <laughs> with it. And, and, that you can't do like, yes, there's the generic, you know, baseline stuff that in- involves a sport thing. But like the other thing I miss about like just holding a beer at a game, mm-hmm. you know, just like, ho- just holding, just like there's something about watching a game and having the beer right there, mm-hmm. not necessarily drinking it, not necessarily think about drinking it, but just like just being in that <laughs> mode where you're like, you're sitting in the chair and you're watching and you're locked in, you know, at the second that something interesting happens, you're like, okay. I need a sip of beer. Boom. And you do it. But just like it's that in between. time. <laughs> so, you know, again, it, it, it doesn't have to be okay. exactly like that. But I was just thinking, like, are there are there things that are pe- that people are missing about sports in general that aren't the norm? So that's that's my question. Rephrased 10 minutes long. <laughs> no, it's OK. I just like I'm like nothing is immediately coming to mind. So I'm trying to think. Um because what's funny is there was a there was a uh, 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 an online Zoom call that had Ron Gardenhire, uh, manager of the Detroit Tigers, uh, Alan. Oh yeah, I saw this. Yeah, I yeah. saw like so a, a link there was, to there it, was yeah. a moment where um, the yeah. host Matt Shepard his his feed dropped out, so it was just Gardy and, and Trammell just kind of shooting the shooting the shit until the host could come back, and then Jack Morris jumped on. So there was this like little moment, and then I, I remember they never answered the question, but I wanted to ask them like, "Hey, like, what's the what's the most mundane thing you miss about the sport? Like, is it? Yeah, I really miss handing the lineup card to the ump, or I miss I miss tying my cleats. <laughs> you know, just like just like the weirdest little things. Yeah. And um, and then and then Gardy shotgun the beer. So um, I was like, okay, I miss... that's that's what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember okay so because um, we talked about this I am I am not um, I am not currently a baseball fan like I I'm not against baseball it's not like I'm like oh baseball sucks but it's just like you know I I have like a certain amount of mental bandwidth and for me like keeping track of hockey and I also keep track of soccer and then like a little bit of tennis because I coach tennis um, and then other interests outside of that like so I I kind of feel like I don't have enough bandwidth to like really big be a fan of other sports as much as hockey. Um, right. And so I don't really know too much about what's going on in baseball and stuff like that. And I remember when the when the Tigers hired him. Right. And I looked at the name and I was like, Garden Hire. 
Like, is this a joke? Is this like, if I, is this a meme? Am I missing something? Like, is he being hired in a garden? Like what's going on here? Um, yeah, like I mean, you know, are like yeah. is the headline going to be like Garden yeah, Fire? Exactly. Like when he gets fired? I mean, you know, it's going to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, if Garden Fired. I mean, of course, like if, if that's yeah. not the headline, then somebody is doing something wrong. Um, <laughs> so I think I think the thing I'm missing about hockey is not being able to find a new way to complain about light the lamp every every game. Oh, perfect! I hate it with every yeah, pa- is, every fiber of my of drag. Being. I think it's yeah, for those of you who are listeners of both of the fine programs on the Winging It Hockey Town Network. Yeah. Uh, there was there was a moment during a Winging It Motown episode where Peter was uh, theorizing <laughs> that I was, in fact, on purpose uh, torturing him with light the lamp. And I'm here to say factually on the record that that is absolutely correct. <laughs> I am I am I am on an unending mission while in the official capacity of my channel to hunt peter down to let him know it's time to submit your pick and let us know who you're with for light the lamp I, i'm kind and, of surprised and... i haven't gotten tagged yet in like the <laughs> well, it's gonna happen you know, at some to be, point to be honest pete i didn't think about that but i appreciate you giving me some ammunition there you're welcome I think, jay i uh, think i might have to do a, a shout out hey are you like our number one fan pete flynn and just can't wait for light the lamp i bet you are it's gonna happen oh my so, god you know, like with any luck, I'm gonna win some type of prize where it's like an all expenses paid t- trip to New Jersey to uh, to not to New Jersey to to Detroit, um, and then you get to be on Light the Lamp, and I'll be like, no, no, like hey let's do something we've had, else. We've already had we've already had Kidcaster days where the kids read them. We've had it with players' moms read them, so there is nothing against having a New Jersey Red Wings fan flown in. To read their favorite segment of Living Live pregame. There's no rule that uh, that it. I know people. There's no rule that a dog can't do light the lamp. (laughs) Yep, yep. The Airbud rule exists across the board in any profession. Oh my gosh! Before we wrap up, any last uh, last thoughts? Anything we didn't get to? Not really. Just wear a mask. Yeah. Protect yourself. Protect your family. Protect your friends. Um. Be safe, healthy, um, you know, look out for each yeah. other. You know, I know every every piece of marketing is, yeah. we're in this together. Kind of sucks because we all know that media campaigns and ad campaigns can completely frivolize and trivialize uh, an actual meaningful yeah. thing. So despite all of its ad nauseum, yeah. we are in this together. And I care about you guys. care about you, Pete. care about everybody. Uh, uh, being safe, so uh, please uh, follow the yeah. experts. <laughs> and uh, um, you know, I, I look forward to being uh, excited to uh, watch hockey again yeah. with you. And uh, in whatever mutant form it it's, takes. It's funny, like <laughs> like you saying the thing about like wearing a mask. Like it, it's made me think a lot recently of um, a comedian I used to really like before it turned out that he's a complete garbage person uh louis ck um because I, I used to really enjoy some of his his routines uh and then i then we learned that you know he's done a lot of horrible things and he didn't really seem to regret them yeah uh but one of his bits i i, I still think it's funny where it, it's i think it's like everything everything's amazing and everybody's upset or something like that where he's talking about yep. like you yep. know you can like I'm obviously paraphrasing. I haven't heard it in years, but he's like, you know, you have like a computer in your pocket and you can send messages to people. And they're like, that's amazing. He's like, yeah, but sometimes you have to wait a minute. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That's actually, yeah. that's one of my favorite things. Cause he says, would you give it a minute? Yeah. Go to and so like, it makes me think of like, <laughs> um, you know, like, like, like I go to the store around here. Um, and you know, just like everybody else, I'm trying not to go out as much as I can, but you know, you know, I, I go to the store probably once a week, maybe. And you know, I, I, you know, have my mask on. I'm trying to stay away from people. And it's like, I walk up, you know, like I'm, I'm standing there waiting, uh, to go like, let's say, let's say I need like deli cheese for sandwiches. Right. And so I'm just waiting and I'll stand there for like two minutes. And then the person who's there moves and I go up and like three people just bum rush me, like just come right up next to me. And I'm like, dude, what the hell? You know? And it's like, and, and, and I don't know. It's, it's really annoying seeing people who are like, Oh, this is the worst thing ever. It's like, yeah, you have to, it it takes like five extra minutes to go shopping. 
You know, you, you kind of have to wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like I mean, like yeah. that, that's been on my mind ever since this happened. So, um, for all our listeners, stay safe, be healthy. That's what Eddie's saying. I don't know if you can hear him. I don't know if the mic's picking yeah, it up. It's, it's dog speak. Yeah, it's very clear. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie is telling everybody to be safe. Um, if you speak dog, it might sound like, "Dear God, these people never feed me." Because um, I know that's what our cats say. <laughs> but um, yeah, he is saying, uh, "Thank you for listening." I'm going to translate. Thank you for listening. Right. Uh, he's saying you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Jay is at the roar underscore 24. I am at people in hockey. Uh, the podcast is at 200 foot pod. Um, Facebook is facebook.com slash for sure pod. F E R S U R E P O D. And our merchandise store is tinyurl.com slash for shirt, F-E-R-S-H-I-R-T. Um, this is basically like the UN where they do the simultaneous translation. So yeah, um, yeah. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, so we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. For yeah, sure. Bye. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure, 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 for sure.